Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. This is our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. My name is Wayne. Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania. My name is Paul. Let's get into it then for this 31st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 31? Yeah, directed by Peyton Reed, returning from duties on the first two Ant-Man films, but written by newcomer Jeff Loveness, produced by Kevin Feige and Stephen Broussard. It stars... Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, David Dasmalchian, Katie O'Brien, William Jackson Harper, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, and a couple other names that would be spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's 124 minutes long, and the no word on the budget, weirdly enough. Normally, Wikipedia has that yeah. thing front and center. At time of recording, which is after only sort of one day, probably taken into account in the States, already taking 100 million or just shy dollars. Wayne, what is this third Ant-Man film about. Okay, when Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hope's parents, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, and Scott's daughter Cassie, as well as Hope Van Dyne's bloody awful haircut, (laughs) are accidentally sucked into the quantum realm, they soon find themselves exploring the realm, interacting with strange new creatures, and encountering Janet's secretive past in the quantum zone. That's the show. That is the show. This one, according to Rotten Tomatoes, has an approval rating of just 48%, with an average score of 5.6 out of 10, based on 296 reviews. Can you believe that? Really? Last time I checked, it's bettered, worsened, only by the Eternals out of the 31 films in this universe. I am surprised. On Metacritic, the score has a weighted average of 48 out of 100, based on 59 critics. And on CinemaScore, this one gets a B on the A plus to F scale, which polls audiences as they exit the cinema. Mm. All right then, Wayne, let's hear it. What did you think of this third installment in the Ant-Man franchise and the first film in Phase 5? This is officially the first one, right? Okay. Look, it was aight. All right? It was all right is what I think it was, okay? okay. I think, let's just go through this. I think the movie looked mostly great. There's one particular issue, maybe one or two particular issues I had with it, which we'll get into. The fact that most of the film is in this minuscule universe, but they still managed to make the realm look big... I think, in places, is quite a good achievement. So there's a few developments in it that I thought were an odd choice. It is not like the other Ant-Man films. Oh, no, it's on purpose. absolutely not. And I wonder, I think to myself, man, I liked the fact that the other Ant-Mans were local and sort of like this, but yep. this is nothing yep. like that and on quirk, purpose. And sort of funnily kind of just charming. Exactly, Pez dispensers and stuff. This isn't that at all. And I, honestly, I really wanted to see Michael Pena do another one of his recasts. Oh, that's a good point. And he's, he's just not in this. So, look. I think every review that I've read uh, has one constant, which is they have their opinion about the movie, but they all tend to like Jonathan Majors. You know, they like his gang. And I agree. That is probably the best thing about the movie, mm-hmm. insofar as his performance. There was some shaky cam in here that I did not appreciate mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, that sucks. But as a rule, there's, we'll get into the actual thing, problems, but I, it was just all right. It was just all right. Okay. Yeah. Fair what enough. What do you think? Look. Surprisingly, I've been a big detractor of Phase 4. I know. I have really disliked just about everything that was part of that phase, and it's all building to this Phase 5, and here's the first film in this segment, if you will, of the MCU, and we are really starting to put our cards on the table and show where this is going and how this particular character is going to be the Thanos, if you will, of Phase 5, or Mm -hmm. what we're we're all building to, and, and therefore I was really pleasantly surprised. Oh, you liked it? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Suck, suck at us nicely. Suck at us nicely. Yeah, this film's shit. Is it shit? This is straight up shit. It was really poor, and I'll tell you why. Oh, God. Okay. I'll tell you why. All right. 
exactly what you implied. I'm not a big fan of the first two Ant-Man films mm-hmm. because they were so low stakes, but they were legitimately in places funny. How the fuck <laughs> do you have an Ant-Man film without a Michael Pena monologue, for starters? I know, right? I'm looking I don't know how that. they fit it in. But... I'm looking for this comedy, this these moments, and the opening of this film, the first 10 minutes, I'm like, okay. Dude, welcome back. Welcome back, Connor was like, I love that. I was like, oh, they're playing the Welcome Back, Connor. And had they not spoiled the joke in the trailer, there's a really good gag in that sequence, which even though I, I knew it was coming, I still laughed out loud at the cinema. But, and this was really telling mm. to me, I went, oh, shit. I was one of, I was in, we went to the gold class, packed, every single seat really? was taken. I was the only person who laughed out loud at that gag. Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I was the only person. I'm like, oh, these people have seen this trailer too many times. And that was the vibe the whole way through the film. People were not digging it. Are you kidding? No. I was stunned at how this is probably as much as I can remember. Maybe I've seen a late night. I vaguely remember Eternals going to a screening where there wasn't many people in it. But for a a packed out, and I say packed out because in our gold class cinemas, it means there's not that many people in there. There's probably 100 max, 80, something like that. Yeah. But still, the reactions, there was none of the vibe. There was none of the energy. And... The further the film went, the more I got it. Because after that first 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, yep, 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 yep. And then it makes this horrendous, horrendous mistake. It tries to be Star Wars. Okay. All right. oh, does this film suck as well, a Star Wars film? You're talking about the the fact that they're in a, an odd universe and there's creatures. With creatures and there's, everywhere. And, like- and they may as well have had fucking music piping out of the speakers going... <laughs> I don't mind that so much because here's the thing, right? What the ballsy move was with this movie, given the previous ones, is that they went and spent the entire, pretty much, whole time in the quantum realm. So here you go, right? This is this is the actual, the whole movie is these guys existing here and what we find out in that area. Yep. So I guess you're right. It is Star Wars. And I never thought of it like that, but insofar as doing that, I don't necessarily mind that. I'll, I'll go one step further please, in the Star please, Warsness please. of it. Now, up until this film, the Stormtroopers are the worst fucking soldiers in the universe. <laughs> in any film depicted ever. In Ant-Man, Cole, and the Wasp, Cole, and Quantumania, we have a new world-ranking leader for the worst soldiers employed by anyone in any capacity whatsoever. How many people escape while they're being escorted by these soldiers, Wayne? Let alone the fact they can't shoot for fucking shit. Oh, they're shit. Oh, my God. It got to the point, and I have to wait for spoilers to really savage, because the script is what sucks in this movie. And how unfunny it is. It tries. It throws, after that first 10 minutes, Mm. pre-credit sequence aside, it hits a couple, two, three of those I think I laughed about three times. And then the rest of the film, it is a barren landscape of not funny attempts to be funny. And it sucks. You know what? I uh, will have spoilers for this, but there is a particular character in there. Oh, my God. I know. I know. You know what it is, right? But that- I will say these words about that particular character. My wife went over to me, who also was very nonplussed with this yeah. movie, by the way, if you just yeah. think it's Paul Hayden on the MCU, yeah. and said, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Dude, those the CGI on that. Yep. Because actual- Some of the CGI was excellent. The, the, here's the thing. In the actual... The, the landscape and all that, really, really quite good. Some of the CGI was fucking garbage. This CGI that they've done on this character to make him, putting it next to the other competent CGI made it look even worse. I was like, so what bad. the fuck was that? It so, did look, and she was right. I'm like, oh my God, you've nailed it. I haven't seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but 18, I can imagine. 19, what whatever years ago it was, Robert Rodriguez was doing as good a special effects as the 31st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Whoever did that should be fucking ashamed. That was horrendous, but also that character was quippy and trying to make gags. Oh, and was every was, single one was shit. The thing is, the character is supposed to be menacing, <laughs> and to make it like you know, it's like what the fuck. All right. Oh, to, to anyway, quite you, Wayne. This is the dumbest shit anyone <laughs> ever said in the history of, and I don't think I'm I exaggerating mean, here. Time. It worked out like I don't. Yeah, I was. I looked at it going. Ooh. Like that, just immediately, like going, what happened there? Anyway, so that was there. Yeah. So and then the other, my other big problem is, and again, I'm going to wait for spoilers. Mm-hmm. That this film wants to go from point A to point, say J, and yep. it doesn't want to stop along the way at the other thing. So when things happen, you're like, what? How? Oh, there were some very silly, yes, some, stupid. The fuck? There that some speech rallied people. That speech? I know. I know. <laughs> and and the, the, the developments of exposition had to happen quickly. So some of the stuff they did was like, oh, that's a pretty 90s way to make that happen. It was just it just really shot along. Like, it's a two-hour film. I'll, I'll tell you this, because we're crapping on it a bit, right? Yep, yep. I wasn't bored at any stage. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't say I sort of, sort of like normal. I became off. acutely aware of the shortcomings of the film as we were watching. So I wasn't entertained enough. Um, I get that. I get yeah. that. And so we, I didn't hate... My score might suggest I hate it. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it either. But, geez, it's a, not a good film. Um, not a good film that was doing a lot of heavy lifting. And it's doing a lot of heavy lifting. And here's maybe another problem with the MCU and what they've never acknowledged. And because, you know, comics will do this. We lost a lot of the main players. Yeah. For one reason or another, by the end of Infinity War. Yep. And no, that's the challenge of the new Phase 5. And that, but that four. was meant to be Phase fucking 4. Yeah. Build these things up. So they go, oh, who have we got left? There's no yeah. Black Widow anymore. Okay, I'm just going to spoil shit for the MCU. And if you haven't watched them yet, this is on you. Trust me. There's no Iron Man anymore. There's no Captain America of the original iteration yep. anymore. The only ones we got left are Thor. Yep. Vision. Why wasn't Thor doing this film? Why wasn't this film Love and Thunder? Because it was in Quantumania. It was, the idea was that... Yeah, but... We, look, it was a brave choice. It was pretty easy to write Thor into the Quantumania... Into, into, the, into whatever they're called... Quantum universe. You reckon? Yeah, of course. You could just be fucking fooling around but with then Scott. No, then there's no point having an Ant-Man movie. You know what I mean? Like <sighs> if Thor's in it, fuck Ant-Man. We still could have had another low stakes fucking heist film if we really want to keep Ant-Man chugging along. This is the thing. They went a whole different way with this Ant-Man because it's like someone said, okay, Ant-Man, you're going to be the first well, in Phase 4. Because so Ant-Man's risen Kang. up the rankings of importance because of the people that we've lost. Yes, yes. That's yes. basically it. But True. Yeah, we get this pretty average fucking Thor film, and now we have this really average Ant-Man film because this is not the right character or set of characters to be doing this with, I don't believe. Are you really trying to tell me? Mm, that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, let's just wrap this up. Yeah, anything right? else you want to about the general? Did you think any of the performances were good? Did you like any other than Jonathan Majors? Okay, other than Jonathan Majors, Ant-Man's doing his fine job, okay? His charisma is almost lacking. Well, he's got a lot of characters now. Before it's him and he's the lead, and then and there's Michael the bad Pena. guy <laughs> and Michael Pena, right? But Michael Pena is comedy relief. We don't really we have a comedy relief here, but it sucks. I didn't really care for the girl. I'll be honest with you, Cassie, whatever her name is. Yeah, his daughter. She's very attractive young woman. I find her really average. But go on, yeah. Okay. I thought, wow. But okay. but she's from the girl from Freaky. I was just gonna say, where do I know her for? She was excellent in Freaky. Has Fantastic. She been... Remember, she played a serial killer basically when it, when it went into her body, and she did it really, really well. So she can act. That where I've seen her before. But yeah, she's pretty fucking average in this movie. Well, the thing about the character is that it's just so all of a sudden she's like almost kind of genius level. All of a yeah, sudden, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like yep. okay, the the wasp is like you say she's settled with. She, it's a pretty terrible haircut, dude. What's with the hair? Even, even why did that happen? 
again, to reference my wife, she probably gets sick of me doing this, but she said the same thing. Wayne was right. <laughs> it is so bad. It's like, I looked at her going, hey, costume designer. It's one thing for her to cut her hair. That happens. You can have good looking short hair. Absolutely. You can't have a mullet which has got layers in it. What the fuck? It's like, listen, it ruined the movie for me. It was, <laughs> this was not the worst thing in film, but her character doesn't have much to do. Like, Michael Douglas's character has a couple of good lines. Every goddamn word. Yeah. And Michael Douglas is still Michael Douglas to me. I know he's done some turkeys and whatever, but like. And Michelle Pfeiffer is clearly a succubus who bathes in the blood of virgins. <laughs> yes, she's very on a, on a day by day basis. Because how the fuck. I know, I know there's makeup and whatever else, but still. It's age defined. Oh no, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. I mean, you know, it's Hollywood, so and I get that. None of her character makes any sense to me whatsoever. But again, that's spoilers. We'll talk on that because some things do work and some things don't. So let's just get to spoilers. All right, let's do it. Let's press the button. You've heard basically. I did not like this film. Wayne's middling on it, which middling. is probably a very good indication to you that this is not a good superhero film if Wayne's middling on it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's get into it on the other side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, Marvel have lost their way. All right, I'm not going to make that call just yet, right? <laughs> because what I'm saying is that this was this was an odd choice to make Ant Man the the, mm. the thing that out of the gate. And right? we talked through why I think they did this, but I don't think it works. And this whole film is basically therefore here is Kang. Yes, we saw him at the end of the first season of Loki, or a version thereof of him. Yep. So we got our first little intro there, which works it dovetails into the I guess the preview for the second season of Loki, which is yes. the second. Uh, end credit scene. End credit scene, exactly. Fine. But this version of Kang... Okay, here's my first question on, for you. Go on. The other versions of Kang exile him to the to the quantum realm. Yes. Why not just kill him? Okay, so here's... I've, I've thought about this a lot and, and researched it far too much. Okay, right? good, good. Please explain to me. All right, so... The, the Kang that you see in Loki, he's he's called He Who Remains Kang. He's the most benevolent of the Kangs, and he's the one who started snipping the timelines so that multiple variants of Kang could the time not variant authority. Right, so he did all that. Now, I will tell you this. The best thing about the Kang character, for me, is that he's human. He's actually not extraterrestrial like Thanos. He hasn't got superpowers. It's his tech that gives him all that telekinetic shit. Right? It would make sense that you would respond to that. Right. So the, the fact that so he can be killed. basically he's Gizmo Dude. Yes. Now, in Loki, that fucking... Who's the Smart girl? Gizmo Dude. Yes. The the chick Loki in yep. the, who killed him. Yep. The, the interdimensional Karen, I called her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole show, she's demanding to see the manager of a black-owned institution. <laughs> it's just... Oh, damn. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, damn. Had she not killed He Who Remains, we'd have been all good. But now there's all these variants, right? So the Loki you... Sorry, the Loki. The, the Kang you see in this movie is Kang the Conqueror. And the three big Kangs that supposedly exiled him, I believe the reason they didn't just kill him is because he was far too powerful and all they could manage was to stick him in the quantum realm. That is a, that, that's a really... You could argue here or there with how valid that is, but I, th- I believe that's how it is, and that's why he was so, like, whatever. And that's why at the end of the credit scenes, you see them go, I oh, bet it kills you that you're not the one who killed this Kang. And they go, I know, but, but why didn't they? Because, because they couldn't. We couldn't? I, I believe he was so powerful they couldn't. Remember, all Kangs are Kangs, But right? you can exile someone but not kill them? I don't get this. Yeah, again, that's where the sort of the hmm comes in. It's like, well, hang on, what did you do? So maybe you couldn't, if you could make him small enough to go to the quantum realm, why don't you step on him? Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Look, I guess it's a complaint. You just got to accept it. That was the biggest problem with the film. It would still be a fine film. It's not. 
Well, that was the thing, and that's why when Kang at the very end when he has that fight with Scott Lang, right? Oh God, he, he he's like his his wrist thing fucks up, so he's like, shit, I haven't got any of my tech powers. But they beat each other up, and that's well, sorry, he beats the piss out of Scott yes. anyway, and that's good because if Scott can kick his ass, now Kang is not a threat. It's like a th- well, this is my my issue. Yeah, among many. Yeah, in this film. So in this bit, you're talking about this finale, this climactic battle. It's one-on-one. It's Scott versus Kang. Kang rightfully needs to beat the piss out of Scott because yep. he's just a dude who can get big or small. And when he can't get big or small, he should get the shit kicked out Exactly. Of and, and Kang's he does. got that Creed three body. So but, this, yeah. <laughs> but this follows the other characters going through the, the portal back to the real Earth. Yep. And they all go, where's Scott? Then three to four minutes of fight follows. Yeah. And eventually, in a very cool shot, i got to say, Hope appears and saves Scott yep. and blasts Kang back into the edge of whatever this shrinking... We don't know what happened to him, but yeah, he he's like shrunk, shrunk down, down into some other shit. Yeah, the same thing as we saw before yeah. with the whatever the power cell was. Yeah. Okay, and I admire the, the, the hero shot and her reveal. That was good. However, mm. why the fuck did it take you so long to step back through to help out? Where Scott don't know, shit, I'm going back. That's how long it should have taken. Well, if you're sitting there going, Not this three this- minutes going, and then because I'm like, oh, they're stuck there. All right, they play for keeps here. Now Ant Man and the Wasp are gone. They're that's stuck what I thought. In the, quantum, in the quantum realm. All right, that's fair enough because if I go back, I can't get back. Yeah. No. 10 seconds later, Cassie fucking reconfigures her thing and brings them both home. Let's go I'm home. like, go to fucking hell. Stupid <laughs> piece of shit. Film. No, I knew that would happen because here's the thing. When I saw the trailers to this show, right? And they're giving away things like, you don't really think you'll win. I don't have to win. We just both have to lose. I thought, oh, Ant-Man's going to die. They're going to kill <laughs> Ant-Man, right? This film wasn't balls enough to kill even Hank Pym. I know. I thought for sure he would have died or Janet would have died because it, this is what I come uh, yeah. alluding to earlier. So you tell no one about anything down there despite the dangers that are down there that you know about. Surely you would educate your family. Surely you would say, look, it's more complicated down than you think. That place, because of this guy that I met, is a world destroyer. We must never have anything to do with the quantum realm again. That's just fucking common sense. The way that they pre- they, they, they pass off her not passing that information on... You don't have to talk about fucking Bill Murray. That's what I'm saying. She fucked Bill Murray and she had a problem with it so she never mentioned yes, it. And she but felt- that's not Kane. Well, I thought that what it was was that if she told... I'm just playing devil advocate here. If she told her family, like, there's actually a whole sub... Where you met me and got me out of the quantum realm was the outskirts of the city bit, and that's why it looks so different to the rest of the cities, right? Oh, convenient, but anyway. Well, that's what she said. And then she said, if I actually said to you, you know, I actually was a player down there for, like, 30 years, and motherfucking, it was like, I met Bill Murray, and I was actually kind of a... You know, people knew me down there. I probably did some things I wasn't proud of. She didn't want to say all that shit to the family because she's like, I'm leaving the quantum realm behind. I can actually go into the real world. Don't buy it for a second. I know. I'm just saying that's that's what I'm doing. Don't buy it for a second because you know this is the greatest threat now to our world. Uh... Yeah, Surely, but they thought it was to the, We'll never get to the quantum realm again. And then Cassie starts fucking around with it. She's the like, what guy, are you doing, the guy that she's hung out with, she realizes when she touches the power cell and it's neurokinetic or whatever the fuck. Let's talk point, about that. She now sees everything he's done and can see he's Kang the Conqueror and he yep. destroys universes and whatever else for fun. And he's like, but I won't touch yours. Oh yeah, she's right not to trust him. By the way, good. Yes, fair enough. Like, fuck you. That's fine. But what's not fine again? He's just. Fucking tell your husband, tell your daughter, who are both brilliant inventors who can get back down to the quantum realm, maybe mm-hmm. just with their, let alone Cassie. Yeah. Who suddenly is super scientist, but that's another problem unto itself. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just dumb. It's a dumb decision. Well, as dumb as this is the just as you mentioned, like Michelle Pfeiffer. This is the exposition they play. Kang turns up. What is this place? I'm gonna help you fix your spaceship so you can get out of here and don't worry about it, right? And then the way they find they make her find out that he's evil is by touching the power cell and reading his mind. Mm-hmm. I've seen them do that in Smallville. That was a very, very 90s way of fucking exposing shit. I was oh, that like, was your 90s thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, uh, hello? And so that was a bit like, um, all right, let's, obviously you have to move the plot along, so that's what we're going to do. I'll let you have that. But then he's like, don't worry about it, man. I just, I'll, I'll keep yours. Everything's good. What, what up? You know? And yes, he obviously wasn't to be trusted because he reneged on the, on the deal he made with Scott. Later on with Scott, yeah. I mean, that argument was after 30 extra years laying in there. Uh, a guy, by the way, who doesn't age. Now, you haven't traveled anywhere. He looks no. exactly the same. And I know black don't crack. <laughs> which is an absolute compliment to all actually, everyone who is. That's a good point. Actually. He doesn't age at all. He was exactly the fucking same. And Michelle Pfeiffer did, didn't she? Yes. I didn't even think of that. Because mm. I was going to say, oh, maybe time works differently in the quantum realm. It probably well, does. But make... not, in re- not relative to itself. Only relative to the yes, outside world. exactly. Yes. Okay, good point. But black don't crack. Yeah. So, <laughs> now let's get to the real problem, Paul. Modoc. Oh, God. All right. Modoc just straight up sucks ass. All right. Shark boy. And Lava Girl, eat your heart out. Apparently, 20 years later, you can make a big budget film and deliver special effects that are exactly the same as Robert Rodriguez out of troubleshooting or whatever the hell they're called studios. Look. Unbelievable. Unbelievably bad. Like, not only did the CGI face that just looked stretched across something yeah. blurry was, like, weird. Wayne, I'm going to, you know, let's do this. Let's, yeah. I want you to type in Shark Boy and Lava Girl fucking stretch face. Okay. Now let's see what comes up. Let's go. Oh shit, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> what the fuck? That looks actually that kind of looks better. Almost. It kind of looks better because it's a round face where they had to stretch this guy's head across a square. Oh my god. Yeah, look, I don't know what happened here, Paul. I don't know what happened. Like the the Modoc character is a weird choice to start with. Mm-hmm. But to one, make him Cory Stoll. So cause what happened No to- need. Absolutely no need. Well, what happened to Corey Stoll in the first Ant-Man is what happened to Kang at the end of this. He got sucked into something, right? Well, he got sucked into the quantum realm, whereas Kang got sucked from the quantum realm into it's something another, even smaller. Yeah, exactly. So, But it's much the same. So the point is he can survive, and obviously Kang will survive. But Or will he? Or we just have other Kangs now who are the bad. No, nah, it's got to be that guy. It's you reckon it's that, that one again? It's got to be Kang the Conqueror. He wasn't meant, if, that's, if he's the big, big of all big, big bads, he's lame. Scott and Hope defeated him by themselves. Yeah. Why yeah. do we need the rest of the fucking Avengers? He will have to, by having level been sucked up. in... Yeah, he will have to level up. Because he's already like... One good thing about him is that he's not... like He'll go down and actually start vaporizing people himself. He's not just telling people... Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So that Here's was another a- moment of, of ridiculousness in this movie. Please. So Kang's like, fuck all this. This rebellion I'm putting... In- by the way, the rebellion, as we alluded to in the non-spoiler section... Oh, yeah. ...is incited by Cassie saying stupidly awkward words. And everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those... ridiculous. There's no Independence Day kind of like fucking yeah. moment there. Not even a Star Wars kind of... We've got a rebellion set. These people are just running for their lives. Oh, now... now, But not just the people are running for their lives or the beings that are running for their lives. It's, it's everything else. Like, all rise up at the same time. Go to hell. I think the idea behind that was that because she's a protest, and likes to voice her concerns at protest rallies so much so that she gets thrown into jail. She is someone who may rally the troops. However, didn't work. No, because that performance was horseshit. But the writing was horseshit too. It's not yeah. all on Catherine Newton. That's true. Let's be fair. That's true. So Kang goes, fuck this shit. And he starts firing his blue ray of disintegration. And yes. He's disintegrating everything. Right. Boom, boom, boom. And then our heroes run at him and he stops shooting the disintegrating ray and starts shooting the propel them backwards ray. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
at least show up malfunction or do something to explain it. Because why did he even hesitate? I didn't pick that up. I thought the idea behind him stopping shooting was that he got to confront them and have a conversation, and he was so powerful he had the, he could afford to stop shooting. I, I didn't see any of that shit that, yeah, that I, moment. I, he I, was look, just propelling them backwards. I'm I like, know. you just go evaporate, evaporate, evaporate. Okay, problem over. Let's fucking you know knock lock this shit down. Any chance the Ant Man and Wasp costumes are somehow resistant to? I'm just guessing here. All right, all right. Yeah, good point. There's a lot of plot armor, for yeah. sure. Oh for sure. God. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The writing in this film is terrible. Okay. It, it, look, it's like I said, it's meh. Mm-hmm. This movie is meh. It is. It is. So, no, no more, well, obviously, no arguments from me. So like, can we just talk about the end credit scenes real quick? Yeah, please. So, um, okay, so the main one with the, the three big Kangs who, who, who then rallied a million Kangs and they're all doing that shit. By the way, the, that scene of them all like... Aah. I don't buy any of the inferior Kangs slap each other on the shoulders going, yay! They'll be like, oh, I want to be the King Dick. That's exactly if they're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea here is that they are all variants of them, so they may not all be the same. Also, that, that frame is a direct um, reproduction of a comic book oh, frame. okay. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. That's cool. But the second end credit scene where you've got... Wow, <laughs> and um, and Loki at the fucking place, right? And they're yeah. like, "Who's this guy?" Or, you know, whatever, right? That might even be a scene in the new Loki TV show. Yes, well, it's certainly leading towards it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we, we should, I imagine we'll see why they they're there in the Loki TV. Exactly, and there's a whole history behind that particular Victor Timely. I think was that version of Kang's name, where he was like, he's actually. You have Kang. done some research. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole thing behind that, but like, um. What's interesting to me is that if they're going to put that scene in this movie, then now it's very important for you, Marvel fan, to go watch the Marvel TV shows to make sense of the movies, where previously you could sort of skip it out. So that's I don't watch all going. the TV shows anymore. I will watch Loki season two because I enjoyed Loki season one. So the only Marvel TV show I've genuinely enjoyed so far. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, even in the first, like, the phase three or whatever, right? On Captain America Winter Soldier, th- the first opening scene on the boat... There's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode where the dude, the bald dude, the bald black guy goes, well, I've got to go on the boat to do this thing. And then he turns up in Winter Soldier. So there was always a yeah, little bit of it, yeah, yeah. But you didn't have to watch it. You know what I mean? Now, it looks like you're actually going to have to watch it. Mm. In fact, even with this show, if you wouldn't know who Kang was from Loki, you'd be more confused. No, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. You'd be fine? It, it's enough. I okay. think in this, on that level, it's, it, it adds to your understanding, I would agree. But mm. um, yeah. All right, look, Wayne, let's score it then, unless you've got anything else you want to say nope. about Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania. What do you give it? And will it be on your worst 10 films of the year list? Do it uh, yourself, fair enough. Oh, I, I, I shouldn't think so, but maybe it's a 57. <laughs> it's generous AF. I'm giving this a 43. 43? Yeah, this is a fail. It's one of the worst Marvel films thus far. And God... If my faith in this institution was already fading, it is now sputtering, threatening to wink out of existence for all time. What's the next one? What's the next Marvel, do you reckon? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, okay. Surely. Surely that'll be good. That one has got to be good. James James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. It looks like it's the last one. They've said that openly. There's no more Guardians of the Galaxy films after this, at least not with this core cast. Mm. So surely they're going to play for keeps and we're going to see some pathos and some angst and emotion and some awesome fights. Well, I assume Drax will die. Oh, I reckon. I don't know. Look, Looking at that, maybe Rocket's in trouble. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. They're, mm. they're, they're, they're catfishing you by going, oh, Rocket's in trouble, but Drax dies. Yeah, I okay. don't know. We'll I see. Know. There's an absolute anguish scream from Peter Quill. In one yeah, of someone's dying in that, yeah. in that scene. All right, then. Let's see what they can produce from here, but uh, I'm officially done with hoping for this shit. Oof. All right, uh, let us know what you thought. Did we get it wrong? Did you love the shit out of Quantumania? Want to tell us how we missed the point? 
can do so via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at the Countdown PC. Follow the podcast or follow the link to the podcast at thecountdownpodcast.com for all other links to everything. The Patreon, the newly revamped Patreon, I might add, uh, and Podbean, where we host the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. Suck my dick. Marble. <laughs> Catch you next time. See ya. See ya.